millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is an entertainment podcast, and the research we do may come from semi-unreliable sources. Welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. It's the podcast where two stubborn friends prove each other wrong. Each week, one of us will be the researcher, and one of us will be the guesser. I'm Rachel Teichman, and this is Paige Dempster. Hey. And today, we're going to learn about diner lingo and tonsils. I'll be your researcher today, and Paige will be the guesser. Let's get rebutted. Hey, Paige. Hi. How's it going? I have depression. I'm so sorry to hear that. Me too. Would you like to talk about it? No, let's talk about diner lingo. Diner lingo, you say? Diner lingo, I do say. I am so curious. Do you know why we're talking about diner lingo today? Because I wanted to talk about diner lingo yesterday. Yeah, and you you brought up a very good question, which Mm. is, what did Bubble Bass order in that one episode of Spongebob? Yeah, he... It was the first episode he was introduced and he wanted something blah 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 animal style like set it on fire and make it swim Mm. and I am in the camp of Squidward who says we sell food here sir because I have no idea what he wanted well you're gonna learn okay okay so let's start off what is diner lingo and what is your experience with diner lingo Okay, I I don't know anything about diner lingo. I think that is well known. Um, to my knowledge, diner lingo is kind of like, it's almost like its own language because it's like a shortened version of something long. So I think, I think animal style, and I'm sorry if this spoils another part of the episode, but I think animal style is like grilled in mustard or something. So instead of saying, hey take this burger and grill it in mustard it's just easier to say hey they want this burger animal style so your your basic concept of it is essentially correct it's slang used by cooks and servers in diners and diner style restaurants in order to communicate orders quickly okay you explained it a lot better than i did that would make sense considering i did the research on it this is true what's the history of diner lingo I don't know. I guess it's probably been around as long as diners have been around. And how long have diners been around, you ask? I don't know. I am not the person that researched this episode. Well, that's going to be my next question. But the history, unfortunately, is mostly lost. Oh. Which made this more difficult than I would have expected to research. I I was expecting there to be a lot of literature on this. And I was really excited to take a deep dive into it. But... It's limited. Huh. Right. When do you think it started? Well, then we have to ask ourselves, when did diners start? Um, And my wild guess is it has something to do with the Great Depression. 
time to get rebutted. Oh, okay. Diner lingo is thought to have started in the 1870s. Ooh, okay. And how is it thought to have been started? How is it thought to have been started? Maybe there are some people working in a very famous diner and they just had so many orders and they could not keep up. So they were forced to shorten some things so they could get their orders out faster. Not quite. Like, yes, oh. like, like, yes, diner lingo is used for speedy service. That's, that is true. And it is shorthand. But the way that it is, it is thought to have been started is, first of all, um, Black Americans were hired as cooks in the first era of diners. Okay. And in the 1870s were like the very, like diners were in their infancy. Although they did have like the second wave of diners came later, which we'll talk about. The second part is post-Civil War, a lot of people in general were illiterate. And Hmm. so servers and cooks created their own lingo in order to communicate orders because the servers weren't that if, if the servers were illiterate and the cooks were illiterate, then they couldn't write down the orders to send back to the kitchen. That's actually a really cool origin story. It is an unfortunate one, but cool. Yeah, it's very unfortunate, but it's kind of interesting to see how people were able to work around like their own illiteracy, you know? I agree. Like, I love to see people make it work. Yeah. Which brings us to the next question of when was diner lingo the most popular? Um, I can't imagine it was the most popular when it came out. I feel like this is something where it got more popular after a certain point. My instinct is to say the 1950s, but I think that's wrong. It was at its most popular during that time, but it was most popular in general from the 1920s to the 1970s, which is when diners had their explosion. Okay. Uh, So you weren't totally wrong. No, no, but it was a little bit wrong. I did try to find diner lingo in contemporary culture because I really thought like, okay, I can't find a lot of history, but it's been in pop culture over time I mean our parents must have experienced it bubble bass experienced it exactly like it was it's a big enough thing that it made it into an episode of Spongebob yeah so I really thought that there was gonna be literature on its use today and I mean as you imagine as I'm sure you know diner lingo has kind of died out a bit quite a bit yeah I guess but I don't know. I kind of thought that there would be more on it. And really all I could find is there are still some diners in America where diner lingo is still used in like very small towns, very like remote areas it tends to be, which sort of makes sense. And so really all I found for contemporary use of diner lingo is new age restaurants where retro is their thing i don't i don't know if i like that i don't either it It, seems kind of hipster it is hipster and it also kind of feels a little bit in some way of like some kind of appropriation of like not small town culture but like because like diner culture is its own thing no yeah especially in new jersey yeah new jersey is like really famous for its diners 
So, okay. So you tried to remember what Bubble Bass ordered. Do you ha- please tell me you have the order? I do. Do you want to give yes. it, Do you want to give it one more try? Okay. I have to tap into my inner my inner baby cuz that episode I think came out when we were like 3 or 4. Yeah, it's a, it's an old one. We are old ones. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> 24 ain't that old. 24 is like the last age I think you're considered young adult Mm. and then 25 you're adult I could get into Ericksonian theory right now but let's not is Ericksonian theory like the age your brain develops does that have to do with it it it's all involved okay I took a psychology class once I gotta be in it I am a mental health professional you are a mental health professional and I am a mental health subject. Consumer. <laughs> Consumer. That's a real that's a real word that we use in the field. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it seems so weird. Yeah, it does. I consume mental health resources. I prefer client, but um consumer is a growing word. I, yes. I don't client sounds way better. Consumer sounds like social work has fallen to the capitalist regime of America. I could go into why we're using consumer more, but that's a different topic for a different episode. Okay. Okay, bubble vest order. I'll take a double patty something in a raft, four by four style, burn it and let it swim. You got some of it. It sounds like a Mad Lib when you say that. <laughs> I know Let It Swim was the last part. Yes. And Oh, and Animal Style. Animal Style. I don't know if I said that. I think you did. Okay. You got some of it. Okay. What was okay. it? I'll take a double, triple bossy deluxe on a raft, four by four animal style, extra shingles with a shimmy and a squeeze, light axle grease. Make it cry, burn it, and let it swim. Holy crap. Double axle grease. <laughs> is that a thing? Yes. Really? And all of this, all of this is actual diner lingo. Are we gonna be able to translate his order at the end of this? We can translate it right now. Oh, excellent. But Let's... what do you what do you think it means? Okay. I think it's four patties, first of all. And okay. animal style makes me think that it is like mustard grilled or something. Um, let it swim. Perhaps it is covered in a gravy of sorts. <laughs> like how New Jersey has like disco fries. Okay. And like poutine, I think. Um, that's Canada, actually. Uh, hi, Canada. Um, hi, Canada. <laughs> we Oh, we have other viewers from other countries. We do. Um, shout out to Sweden and Switzerland and also Australia. And Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar. And there's more of you out there. Hey, international friends. How's it going? Sorry you have to listen to our American viewpoints. Apparently, we're getting more popular with them, so. um, Okay, so covered in gravy, four patties grilled with mustard maybe instead of buns it uses like texas toast um pickles are obviously important in this situation because that was the whole plot of the episode needs Um, more pickles still no pickles 
see <laughs> that's the noise you make. yeah it is <laughs> so yes texas toast four patties covered in gravy and mustard grilled and pickles are important you did your best <laughs> thank you <laughs> Now I'm going to read, it's a few paragraphs, but I'm going to, somebody decoded it and I'm just going to read it verbatim because I, it's funny. Okay. Okay. So all of this is a quote, double, triple bossy means six all beef patties. However, applying four by four, it would be 24 patties. Whoa. (laughs) Grill them replicating burn it in mustard okay don't forget to squash them down with a spatula first before grilling also you'll need to add butter but not too much as axle grease means butter and light means not too much hide the patties under american cheese that's a lot of cheese fam deluxe would mean iceberg lettuce tomatoes cheese white onions ketchup and mustard thinly cut all of these remember to add to lots of these to cut up i that was like a weird typo sentence i don't exactly know what they were trying to say it's already a lot so i don't think it matters at this point moving on on a raft means texas toast i'm really glad you said that yeah yeah i was impressed i i'm still impressed that you got that hell yeah so cut 48 thick slices of toast you might need at least three loaves of bread which we will use later Extra shingles means more toast to make. Also, for shimmy and a squeeze, you can either butter the toast, spread mayo on it, or add special sauce, or if you're that hungry, all three. Oh, okay. Now, animal style would mean a double burger. Oh, that's what animal style is. Add all the condiments you have, more special sauce if you have any more, if you, if you use some on shimmy and squeeze, and add grilled onions. The last part we need to do is make it cry, which is extra onions. If you haven't ran out of onions yet, you're done, but you still need to make the actual burger. (laughs) Uh So you'll need to make something to hold up the burger. In the picture, which I'm actually going to send you as soon as we're done with this passage, we used an aluminum sheet, which was made to hold up the burger. Oh my God. Stack up two patties upon two slices of toast, add tomatoes, onions, and iceberg lettuce, and then stack up more toast. Repeat until you run out of toast or patties. And of course, don't forget the pickles. (laughs) Now, or by now, reading it, I'm assuming you're saying you forgot to add in the let it swim. Well, let it swim isn't important. It means to go. Okay. Wait. So he said let it swim, but he sat down at the restaurant and ate it. Ooh, this is a cartoon. Oh, Stevie boy, what'd you do? Also, also though, um, and we're going to talk about this in the next section, but some diner lingo has multiple meanings depending on where you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. It can actually, like, it can vary, like, from diner to diner even. Even though there is consistency, but it's not absolute. Maybe he said let it swim because they live under the sea. It could be. So okay. I just sent you. Yeah, what? I was about to say, please send me a picture of this monstrosity. Someone actually made this. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> they have a ruler next to it. Yeah. Whoa. That's like, 
a yard like a of giant, sandwich. Yeah, it is. That's incredible. Oh my god. I mean, Bubble Bess was a thick boy, but that is a lot for anyone. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm in shock and awe. Me too. And listeners, I put a link to this whole article with the picture in the notes. So don't worry. <laughs> you can see this monstrosity for yourself. I am definitely posting this on social media this week. Please. Yeah, please. It's incredible. I'm sending that to my brothers when we're done recording. I think they'll get a kick out of that. Yeah. yeah. I should send it to my brother too. Absolutely. I just like just looking at it. Of course I would eat it if somebody handed me a piece of that, but at the same yeah. time, it doesn't look all that appetizing. Maybe, I mean, I'm sure if you took it to like a five-star restaurant, like that order, they would be like, oh, ho, 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 you got it, sweet cheeks. And <laughs> <laughs> and they would make like a super nice version of it for like $300. But like, this seems this seems to be a creation for the sake of experimentation, you know? Yes, and I respect it. Absolutely. I cannot get over this. Me neither. Oh my god. And is that a Home Depot yardstick ruler? Respect, my friends. Respect. And now for an, for another fun thing. Okay. I'm going to ask you to name some diner lingo. And I'm going based on a Wikipedia entry. You're not going to get all of them. And like I said before, for there is definitely it's like it's not consistent even from restaurant to restaurant but this these are examples of common ones okay well I only know the ones from the Spongebob episode so <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna get much much more content out of this but I'll do my best do your best think of as many as you can and say what they mean okay so I know a four by four now is like four patties I think no it was six right oh no that was a bossy or whatever oh right yeah so and then four by four multiplied it yeah by four yeah Jeez. so four by four is a four times multiplier yes three by three is a three times multiplier two by two is a two times multiplier okay I think those are all separate ones <laughs> okay shingles is more toast like a little bit axle grease is butter let it swim is either takeout or you're a fish. Make a cry is extra onion. On a raft is Texas toast. Um, animal style. I'm kind of confused as to what animal style is now because it, it's not the mustard, which is what I originally thought it was. And that was the only bit of diner lingo I thought I knew. Animal style is double burger. Okay, you ripped that away from me. You ripped away what I thought I knew. So, okay, Animal Style Double Burger. Um, did I already say shingles? Yeah. Okay. Um, shingles is also a medical condition. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, it's a type of, uh, of herpes, actually. Wow, the more you know. Um, and then there was one. Oh, Deluxe. Deluxe is lettuce, tomato, onion ketchup mustard cheese too and cheese okay that the and I think that's all I remember okay uh so again this is not an exhaustive list but I'm just gonna name off a few okay okay 
Adam and Eve on a raft is two poached eggs on toast. (laughs) Battle Creek in a bowl is a bowl of cornflakes. Okay. BLT is actually diner lingo. Really? Really. Isn't club also diner lingo now that I think about it? Like a turkey club? It club is a type of sandwich. I don't know that it's diner lingo. Well, I think that club stands for something. It does. Do you know what it stands for? Because I don't. I forget what the C is, but the L is lettuce. U is under. And B is bacon. I'm going to look it up right now, though. Listeners, place your bets now. What does it stand for? My guess is chlamydia. Oh, okay, I was right. I should have just said it. Okay, the whole thing means chicken and lettuce under bacon. So I got most chicken. of it. Chicken. I wanted to hell? say I wanted to say chicken, but like I was doubting myself. Then what the hell is a turkey club if not chicken? Well, I guess then it would be a club. <laughs> I guess that doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but what makes a club sandwich special? Because it has bacon. Three slices of bread whoa yeah it's like a it's like a big mac it is like a big mac what is a big mac other than a bastardized club it is so okay so then it would be blub (laughs) yeah (laughs) let's do a little bit more diner lingo okay drown the kids is boiled eggs holy shit okay eve with a lid is apple pie okay oh i guess that makes sense yeah hemorrhage is ketchup (laughs) hockey puck is a well-done burger (laughs) um oh jewish round is bagel Uh uh-huh looseners is prunes okay (laughs) (laughs) i love these because like in their own weird way they actually make sense they do they do hockey puck Lumber is toothpick. Okay. Sand is sugar, which I actually knew. Yeah, okay. That I knew sense. some of these, yeah. Shingles with a shimmy and a shake. Yeah. That's okay. buttered toast with jam. That okay, I feel like you could just get the point across faster by saying buttered toast with jam. I agree, but I <laughs> from everything I was reading is like the lingo becomes part of the fun. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine then. Yeah, so this is just like a small amount of diner lingo. Uh, I I love all of those. But there is one more that I would like to point out. Okay. And I have I have a little bit of a conspiracy theory about it. Oh. Okay. So for hot dogs, there's mm-hmm. a lot of different diner lingo for hot dog. There's a yeah. lot of different terms. One of them is ripper. Okay. Okay. Ripper means deep fried hot dog specifically. Oh, ew. Does this mean, oh, I mean, I would eat a deep fried hot dog. I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I can handle that. That's, I'm, that's I'm pretty lot. sure I have. I'm pretty sure I have before. I don't, think, I don't think I can handle a deep fried hot dog. So if Ripper means deep fried hot dog, does uh-huh. this mean that Jesse and the Rippers is <laughs> uh-huh. really jesse and the deep fried hot dogs okay here here is my rebuttal to your conspiracy theory Uh uh-huh if 
and I don't know if, if he actually did, but if Jesse or any of the members of the band, the Rippers, or any of the other Rippers, yeah, if any of them worked at a diner, then I think then yes, it is Jesse and the deep fried hot dogs. Got it. But if not, then it's just trying to be edgy in the 90s. Got it. Okay, I just wanted some clarity on that. Okay. And now it's time for a word from our sponsors. Are you broke? Do you need a job? Did you get a job at a diner, but you don't know how to speak the language? Then you need the Diner Lingo Implant. The Diner Lingo Implant. Simply put the chip in the needle, get it as your COVID vaccine, and be infused with Diner Lingo knowledge. Let that microchip give you all the learning you need for your new job. The Diner Lingo Implant. May you shit on a shingle every day. Hey, welcome back. Hi. Did you get your Diner Lingo Implant? I did when I got my second shot of the vaccine. Wow. So you're like an expert in Diner Lingo now. I know what shit on a shingle means, you naughty little bean. Oh yeah, what does it mean? It means it means it's time for rapid fire. Oh wow. I'm getting better at these segues. Right? Yeah, that's really good. This is how this works. I'm going to give Rachel one minute to answer as many questions as she can. And if you hear the noise, that means she got it right. And if you hear this noise, that means she got it wrong. Are you wringle the shingle i'm ready to wringle the shingle all right and starting with our last question did albert einstein ever work a blue collar job yes what does the j and j pig stand for juice to find the word auspicious i don't know name four countries in south america chile mm-hmm. argentina colombia ecuador how many vertebrae are in the spine? Oh, shit. <laughs> Gonna have to censor a lot. 23? <laughs> What's in permanent markers that makes them permanent? Alcohol. What element is 28 on the periodic table? Boron. When was the character of Waluigi made? 1987. Can animals be ticklish? Yes. What temperature causes skin to burn? 125. Why does paper turn yellow as it ages? Oxygen. We're out of time. I already know for a fact you got the Waluigi one way wrong. (laughs) Like, I don't know the exact year it was, but I know it wasn't 1980-whatever. I don't know. You disrespected my boy. (laughs) I, I'm already calling it, can animals be ticklish? Yes, humans are animals. <sighs> All right, fine. <laughs> if you didn't get it right, not counting humans as animals, I'll give it to you here. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so now what are we talking about? Now we're going to talk about tonsils. Ooh. What's a tonsil? I don't really know. I just know it's a thing... That's like at the very back of your throat. It's not really a tooth. It's kind of like a flap of skin, maybe. And sometimes you got to get them taken out because they sleep apnea as a thing. 
Yeah. So tonsils are soft tissue masses at the back of the throat. Okay. I kind of got it. And now for a question you aren't expecting. All right. How many sets of tonsils are there? Oh, um, two? Three. Oh, okay. There's the pharyngeal tonsils. I'm sorry to all our doctors out there. (laughs) Commonly known as the adenoids. Okay. The palatine tonsils and the lingual tonsils. The palpatine tonsils? Palatine. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just call it the palpatine tonsils. Great. It makes it it easier for me to remember. I think palatine is actually a font, though, now that I think about it. It might be palatin. I don't know. I'm sorry, doctors. Um, yeah, and for this episode, we're specifically talking about the palatine tonsils, nice. um, which are the ones that you think of, the ones at the back of the throat. Okay. What else is a tonsil? Like, what is it classified as? Um, there, if it's tissue, then it's not muscle. It can't be a bone. It can't be an organ um a nuisance two things so first of all muscle is a type of tissue oh oh (laughs) Uh, for anyone that's wondering I did not do well in biology see I took human anatomy and physiology and when you asked me the vertebrae question I was like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh I took an anatomy class but it was about drawing I had to take that lab twice. Oh, Lord. (laughs) The tonsil is, in fact, an organ. Really? Really. Oh, weird. Uh, I know, right? Does that mean, like, it's the one organ you can take out and be okay? Does, like, the gallbladder count as an organ? The gallbladder is an organ, yeah. What classifies as an organ and what doesn't classify as an organ? Topic? (laughs) If it's a lump in your body, does that count as an organ? Well, no. Oh, I mean, not necessarily because like your skin is an organ. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But it's like the is, largest organ. Yes. Is like the, you're like, are veins an organ? I don't think so. Is like your gluteal cleft an organ? I think that's a muscle. I No, it's just fancy term for butt cheek. Yeah, I, I know. I but like in anatomy that's a it's a muscle oh okay is the penis an organ um it's part of the reproduction organs i don't know if the penis itself is an organ topic topic (laughs) is the penis specifically an organ it takes like two minutes to answer it um anyway which body system do the tonsils belong to um oh I know lots of good questions in this yeah 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 oh I don't digestive system the lymphatic system oh I always forget about that one what does the lymphatic system do it gets affected if you had the bubonic plague I know that well other than that I don't know (laughs) its purpose is to help fight infections okay and so tonsils are made of basically lymph tissue like lymph nodes but a different organ huh yeah all right 
does removing the tonsils increase susceptibility to infection? No. You're right. Okay. <laughs> but are tonsils useless? No. Probably not. Okay. What what else do they do? Like no, like taking them out does not make you more likely to get an infection, but what do they actually do that's important? Mm, I don't know. Like when I was little, I like the way my mom described them to me, because my mom actually got her tonsils taken out when I was an itty bitty. Mm. The way she described it to me made me think, you know, how like whales have like bristly teeth or like blue whales and like they use that to like filter krill and from water. Yeah. That's what I always thought like they kind of did. <laughs> I don't know why. What? Okay. So on that, what would the tonsils be filtering? I guess. Does that, uh, you asking that, does that imply I'm headed in the right direction? Maybe. Okay. Um, perhaps they help filter, like, out, they filter out, like, microsolids, like, so they don't get stuck in your lungs or something. You're on a really good track. Oh, okay. <laughs> the three primary things that tonsils do is to prevent foreign objects from going down the throat. Okay. Filter bacteria and viruses specifically oh. from the air that you breathe in from your nose oh and really important they produce white blood cells and antibodies oh that is really important yeah and so like yes you can live your life without them but like if you can avoid getting them taken out you know yeah you know what's funny after my mom got her tonsils taken out she can drink water so fast now <laughs> really yeah. some like sometimes when she comes over and I and I give her a cup of water because she always asks for a cup of water mm-hmm. she's like hey do you want to have a water drinking contest and I'm like absolutely not because you're gonna beat me <laughs> she's like a whale it's amazing that is amazing <laughs> I I should not have my tonsils anymore but I still do some yeah sometimes I'm like do I need you maybe I should eject you from my body but now I'm thinking maybe I shouldn't um I shouldn't and we'll get to why in a minute okay but first what's a tonsil stone Ooh. and have you ever had them I mean I assume I haven't um is it like a kidney stone but in for your tonsils it's not exactly the same okay Uh, It happens when debris gets caught in the grooves of the tonsil. And then this is so cool. White blood cells attack the debris, which creates the stones. Oh, that's interesting. Right? I was like, wow. So it's like a defense response almost. Yeah, it basically, like the way that I read it is, I don't know if the white cells like encapsulate the debris or if it like chemically changes it, but either way, it's cool. Yeah, I like that. I have had them. Oh, really? Yeah, not like chronically, like some people do. But um, yeah, a couple times I've had them, most likely due to a complication with mono. And I'm not going to lie, they're gross. How do you get rid of them? Well, there's a few different ways. Like if it's a really small problem, like you'll randomly just cough one up or... um, (laughs) God, I hate that. Yeah. 
Um, sometimes like a dentist could use a water pick to dislodge it. Um, you can gargle. Yeah. Luckily for me, it's not like a massive problem, but like once in a while I will cough one up. They're little, they're very small. Okay. Like you don't choke on it. Yeah. It is disgusting when it happens. Yeah. I hate like anything that has to do with like mouth stuff. I hate that. So me too. Thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's really cool. No, no. The idea of it's cool. The actual execution of it happening does not sound fun. In fact, it sounds gross. It is very gross. Yeah. Yeah. I won't lie. Fun. What are other tonsil problems besides tonsil stones well you can get tonsillitis Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what tonsillitis is but i assume it's like an infection of the tonsils basically i know they can play a factor in sleep apnea and that's the reason my mom got hers taken out was because like her tonsils were so close together it's making it hard for her to breathe Mm -hmm. um other than that i don't know what else strep oh and mono oh Rachel's had mono before I still do long (laughs) before COVID I got another type of virus that causes (laughs) long-term symptoms you've been done goof since the day COVID started yeah it's actually been kind of wild like going from having to try to explain to people that having mono means that I can have symptoms for the rest of my life like people did not understand that until COVID because a lot of people do have long-term symptoms yeah ongoing symptoms yeah and so it's actually been like a very radical very rapid shift in people's understanding wow which is good yeah good for you definitely yeah maybe we should do a mono episode (laughs) I don't know oh no chief I don't know about (laughs) that (laughs) Well, because now that you mentioned it, I don't really know that much about mono. Yeah. And I'd like to. Yeah. Is removal the answer? Just as a general question. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Yeah, it's not usually the answer. Like, back in our parents' day, they would just take everybody's tonsils at some point. (laughs) Yeah. But it kind of turns out that, like, it's a needless surgery most of the time they take everyone's tonsils at some point they did <laughs> like the tonsil grim reaper <laughs> it, yeah there was a point where it was like a normal childhood thing to get tonsillitis and then like they would take them out that's so wild <laughs> well it's a lot like wisdom teeth like they used to take every I mean not everybody but they would take out most people's wisdom teeth and while a lot of people still do get them taken out they usually try to avoid it like if you have an infection a lot of times they'll just give you an antibiotic because you don't necessarily have to get it pulled i've come for your tonsils <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me it yeah but however like antibi- antibiotics usually can fix it well that's good because yeah. you should av- avoid a procedure if you can yeah now the thing is is like I should not have my tonsils. And honestly, I think they still continue to give me problems. And what I think happened was when, so when I was a kid, I used to get strep all the time. And that was like during the time period when they, when doctors, like the medical community was like handing out antibiotics all the time. 
Yeah. And, and also at the same time was, was when they were shifting away from needless surgeries. Yeah. It's a perfect storm of antibiotic resistance. <laughs> real. And uh, there was a point when like, yes, I got strep often, but there was a point when I had it for like three and a half weeks in a row. Ooh, geez. And at that point, like they just kept giving me antibiotics and I just kept testing positive. And at that point, I don't know why they didn't take them out. And ever since then, even like with mono, like my throat hurts all the time. And, uh-huh. and anytime I get any kind of viral thing, like a cold or something, I, and I still get strep relatively often. So it's like, I don't know why they didn't just take them out, but um, <laughs> that's where I'm at. Wait, okay. So I've gotten strep once in my life and it was when once? it was when we were in elementary school. I was out of school for I think a week and a half. Mm. And I came back. This was in the 5th grade. Mm-hmm. And I was in Miss Feeney's history class. Yeah. And we I was talking, in that class. Yeah, yeah, and we were yeah. talking about I guess like the people that first came to America on the Mayflower, I guess they had trouble like staying healthy. Mm, Scarlet and this, fever and all that, right? <laughs> maybe. And Well, scarlet fever ca- can result from strep. Well, apparently, yeah, strep was a big issue. Yeah. So Miss Feeney was like, okay, so for example, Paige, you said you had strep, right? I was like, yeah, I had it for like a week and a half. And she was like, okay, if this was colonial times, Paige would be dead. And I was like, what? <laughs> she's kind of right yeah, she is but you just don't say that to a 10 year old oh my god like, i was like okay and she's like oh yeah so you should be thankful for modern medicine i'm like i guess i mean yeah like antibiotics are great so that's my experience with strep throat uh, well, I'm glad you had access to medicine. <laughs> Me too. I'm or glad you're I'd not be... dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, or else I'd be dead. Uh, yeah, strep is not fun. No, it's really not. It's like a cold on steroids. Yeah, at least that's how I remembered it. Yeah, not a great time. And and like now I can't, I have a really hard time with cranberry juice because oh. because during that time when I had strep for three weeks, I had this orange flavored antibiotic and I would mix the antibiotic with cranberry juice. Uh, <laughs> so oh, so I yeah. was just drinking cranberry juice, orange <laughs> antibiotic for like three weeks. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good way to develop an aversion to something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Apparently like nowadays, like I love cranberries. No. Yeah. And like, I'll drink cranberry juice if it's in like a cocktail or something. But when I drink straight cranberry juice, like all I can taste is orange flavored oh, antibiotic. That's so sad. Cause I remember you used to love cranberry juice. I did. Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. It's not a big deal. It's sad to me. It is a little sad. Cause like if you, uh, cranberry juice with like a little bit of sparkling water in it. Oh, it's good. That is delicious. So good. Yes. I uh, totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Love it. And I, I also really like, um, like straight up a hundred percent cranberry juice, like unsweetened. Oh yes. Yeah. I love that. I could get effed up on that <laughs> without the alcohol. <laughs> it wrecks your teeth though. Oh yes. Definitely. Yeah. You know, what's really good that I used to do is, um, 
make a tea where you take some cranberry juice and put in a little bit of honey and oh. yeah. And like simmer it for a few minutes with some thyme added. Oh, I'm going to try that. You should. I unfortunately do not have cranberry juice. Mm. That sounds delicious though. It is. I haven't made it in a long time. But mm. anyway, that about does it for this episode of Research Rebuttal Podcast. <laughs> you can find us on social media on Twitter at Research Rebut and on Facebook and Instagram at Research Rebuttal Podcast. And you should email us, first of all, like, e- like email us topic suggestions. And also, I want to know two questions. One, do you still have your tonsils? And two, when have you used diner lingo in your life? Have you ever ordered anything with diner, diner lingo? Yeah. Have you ever been to a diner and like said to your waitress, I want, uh, give me some, give me some shingles with a little double axle. Or give me some nervous pudding with a side of moly. Like <laughs> nervous pudding means jello. Oh, <laughs> And moly means beef stew. Anyway. What, what is jello but a nervous pudding? Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So did you ask your waitress or your server, your waiter, whatever term you want to use, did you ask them for something in diner lingo and did they get really annoyed? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> and um, countries of the world. Yeah, countries of the world. Hello and welcome to Research Rebuttal Podcast. We love you. We want to hear from you. Please spread us around. Everybody, give us a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. It actually really helps us out. And you um, know who we hate, though, is the American Citrus Council. Yeah, we do not like the American Citrus Council. And honestly, we need a sponsor. So if you have money and you would like to promote something... Look no further, friends. Yeah, a couple of independent podcasters just trying to make it work as young professionals, young millennial professionals in this world. Yeah. We want to keep giving you content. Yeah. So, uh, bye. Bye. Wow. Once again, chaos. (laughs) That was good though. (laughs)